Sunday, Monday, happy gays. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays. Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums. Let's have some fun. Ready to chat with you. These gays of ours. Happy gays. These gays of ours. Happy gays. Podcast. I'm Ashley Fair. And I'm Jared Haglund. And we are Gay, Gay Best, Best Friends. Friends. Ooh, a hero. I went Oprah. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was more like, well, I guess Oprah's a hero. Oprah is a hero. Yeah. A superhero. I mean, I don't guess. I know she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, our besties, we're sorry that we, uh, we didn't have an episode last week. Someone has been... In Victoria. Oh, someone has someone has been. You can oh, say wait. I've been in Victoria. Okay, I wasn't sure if we announced like that you were what, what city you were in. But. No, but don't worry. I like I can deal with the stalkers. I can deal with like we won't say my address. <laughs> Fair. But other than that, I think I think we'll be fine. That's really for the protection of other people, not for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. He roommate. Oh yeah. So well, exactly. <laughs> you don't want them having the doors pounded down by fans. That's right. Um... So, uh, yeah, are you enjoying it? Has it been nice? How's, how's the weather over there? It hasn't rained yet, oh, which so is lucky. what, like, one of the good things people tell me is that it doesn't rain there as often. Don't so. they have, like, 20 more days of sunshine than we do or something? Yeah, it's, like, it's a significant difference. The other day when I came back to Vancouver, it was bright and sunny when I left Victoria. Land here, it's, like, dark and gloomy. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. I miss tall buildings and I miss all my people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's... It's new, so, like, you're about to get your own people there. Yeah, I'll go into it. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm, like, walking around. There's, like, an entirely different scene of restaurants and menus in the window you get to look mm. at. So that's been enjoyable. Delicious. And I think, actually, I had the second best donut of my life. Really? Yeah. Uh, do you care to drop a name? Uh, it was Yanni's Donuts, I think is how you say it. Mm. And it was a cruller, which oh, I find are divisive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so good. And I think it beat, there's my first favorite donut is Lee's Donuts at Granville Island. Just the honey dip, the glaze, the regular glazed. Yeah. Um, and this one I think was, I think was number two. Wow. I don't know how many donuts you, like, I don't know if you're a donut person, so I don't know if this is actually saying much. So, yeah, you love donuts. Donuts are, I, I think they're my favorite sweet for sure. Donuts are a way of life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then that is saying a lot. (laughs) And I mean, sorry that I'm not like good, good enough bestie to know. But I when love... we went to Portland for your bachelor party, we didn't even you didn't even blink an eye at Lucky's. No Voodoo's. We didn't even blink an eye at Voodoo's because they're not the best donuts. No, okay, they I've have never good had branding. Theirs. They have great marketing, um, and there's some funky donuts. Like they're decent donuts, but they're not the oh, okay. They're not the bees knees of donuts in my opinion. I've never had their donuts, so it's always a line, and I don't care for lines. Yeah, no, do not. It's not a line worthy donut. Okay. Do not line up for the donut. Yeah. Do not. <laughs> I mean, because see, I love donuts so much. I bought that t-shirt that said donut judge. Oh, It had a yeah. picture of a donut. And I bought it because I'm like, donut judge. I'm a donut judge. <laughs> I judge all the donuts. And then Zach and I were at a hotel in Vegas with, um, we were checking in and the check-in agent. And there was a donut competition. And they oh were my like, God. They're like, we need you. <laughs> oh, I wish. Um, but it was slightly more demoralizing. (laughs) We were checking in and the check-in agent was a Filipino man and English was very much his second language. And he looked at me in my shirt and he just went, donut judge, like do not judge. (laughs) And I turned to Zach and I'm like, is that what my shirt means? And he's like, Yes. (laughs) And I did not get the pun because I was just so into the donut judging. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah. Did you throw the shirt out? No, I haven't seen no. you wear it. It's it's like three sizes too big. Oh, okay. <laughs> just tie it at the waist, you know. It's um, in right now. And just to cap this donut conversation, a secret hidden gem of donuts is Safeway. Oh, yes. They have amazing. They have they very have good donuts. donuts. Yeah, they I have great donuts. I love their donuts. Oh, I crave their, like, their sugar. The raised sugar? Like the sugary. Like they're, they're jelly filled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like they're way better than Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. 
which I feel one of my coworkers is new to Canada and she is in love with Tim Hortons. And I think it's a thing when like you're new to Canada and like you, you think of like what it is to be Canadian maybe. I don't know. But like I find a lot of people who are like newer to Canada really like Tim Hortons. And I'm just like, what like, what do you have back home? <laughs> they're, they're trying to pass the citizenship. They feel that is part of, <laughs> of the thing. She loves, loves Tim Hortons, though. Um, and to the point where she was like, I have to cut back on my Tim Hortons budget because, like, we, they've moved into an apartment that's, like, a lot more expensive than they had been living in. Uh, and she was just like, I can't, I can't, I have to cut my Tim Hortons expenses to, like, once a week. I was like, how often are you going? Yeah. And it's not super expensive. So if you're Tim Hortons budget, like you're doing a lot. Yeah. It's I, a treat for her. And I, you know what? I respect that. Yeah. I don't begrudge anyone. I think it's a we. And if you're getting anything other than donuts, I don't even begrudge it. You know, they they have pretty good bagels. But I like their bagels. They don't toast cream. them properly. No, you have to get your cream cheese on the side. Yeah. Also. Yeah. If you want like the right amount of cream cheese. Yeah. Well, that has flaws, but it's a Canadian institution. Owned by Americans or something. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. But we hold on to it. It's one of the... the That's bay, right. It's the still... The Bay is owned by yeah, other people. True. Zellers it's... is gone. Oh, Zellers. Okay, so someone posted something really random about Zellers on Facebook the other day. Just maybe about thinking about Zellers or explaining Zellers or something. And it just got me down a whole, like, brain rabbit hole of going to Zellers when I was a kid do you remember, did your Zellers have a diner? You had a Zellers in wherever you're from. Where am I from, Ashley? I don't remember. Camelot's or Kelowna. Oh, you it's never the, remember. The K-Towns really confused me. Kelowna, and yes, there was a Zellers. Okay. <laughs> and it had a diner cafeteria. Yeah. So. Oh, I loved the little diner. So good. Best grilled cheese. Oh, I don't think I've ever had that. I went for hot dogs, I think. Oh, is what I was never had their hot dogs. I never, I actually don't often have hot dogs out. I only have hot dogs like at home. Or at, like, softball games, because, like, you have to. Anyway, yeah, Zellers. Zellers Diner, so good. So, like, for listeners um, who are from other countries, because I'm pretty sure Zellers is Canadian. Yeah. Um, Zellers is kind of like a Walmart, or was. It's no longer... Oh, I disagree. But, like, okay, what, how would you explain it then? I'd go, like, a non-flashy Target. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the Zellers bear, right? Z- Zeddy? Yeah, Zeddy. The Zeddy. <laughs> Zeddy Where the, the lowest Teddy. price is the law. Every day. <laughs> I miss Sellers. I do too. It had a good variety of things. The prices were good. It always felt comfortable. Yeah. Ugh. Bring back Sellers. There were no expectations of you at Sellers. They went out of business like what? 10 years ago now? Something. Well, yeah. Target bought all them and then Target came here and wasn't the same as American Target. So it went belly up. Which is so silly. Dear everyone, stop expecting American things to come to Canada and be like the States. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Exactly. Stop trying to make American happen. <laughs> so you know what I've been thinking a lot about lately, though? What? Um, Amy Poehler. So I sent you this this interview with her. Yeah. Which, God, I love her. I loved her book. Uh, which I can't remember what it was called. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Um, such a good book. She's hilarious. I love her feminism. I think she's badass and awesome. Um, but you know what I think a lot about? No. Her water usage. Oh, this is an old story. It's super old, but I can't get past it. I always, and I have a Facebook status where I'm like, I still wonder what Amy Poehler did with all that water. And I still wonder, and every now and then I'll look it up, and there's no, there's no explanation anywhere. So I sent you an interview that she did um, this past, like, couple weeks. Oh, yeah, and the first two paragraphs of it were fascinating. <laughs> and then I stopped. I haven't finished it either, to be honest. Oh, good. Yeah, I went meant to go back. But the reason I'm talking about this is about the water, though. Don't worry. It's not about that interview. I think maybe, was she trying to just drown Will Arnett? <laughs> Well, okay, so I have a whole list of what she could have been using. So, okay, so what I wanted to say, though, was every time I see an interview with Amy Poehler, I hope that the water is addressed. So, like, I even skimmed that interview to see if it came up. Yeah, like, control F, water <laughs> usage. 
And it didn't come up. I don't think it's gonna. She must have something in her, like, contracts for interviews that says, like, don't ask about the water. Yeah, don't ask. Um, It won't come on your show. So, in May and July of 2015, Amy Poehler, who at the time was single and has two kids, used 170,000 gallons of water. So, in three months. It averages out to about 2,768 gallons of water a day. Wow. Which, like, so, like sounds like a lot, but also, like, I'm just like, I don't really know what a gallon... Like, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to sound stupid for a second. Four liters. I don't really know what a gallon is. Don't really know what a liter is. Not how much a cup is. Do you know what a gallon is? Um, a big plastic jug of milk. So, 2,000 of those. Hmm. Or almost 3,000. It's a good amount so that's of water. a lot. I still need to, like, visualize Maybe it. Maybe their pool had a leak. But there is context here. The national average in the U.S. for a family of four at that time was about 400 gallons a day. So this is... It's a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, almost seven times that. What, what, and what do you th- sure enough, the next line is, that's a lot of water. <laughs> so what do you think she was using it for? I don't know. Is there anything you hope she was using it for? Well, now that she has this movie about wine, like this wine tour thing. Oh my god, it comes out May tenth. Uh, I cannot excited. wait. I'm so sad that you're not going to be in town because it'd be fun to like watch that together. You have no self control to wait a little bit. No. Okay, fair. Well, we'll see how. The, I have a wedding that weekend, so like I don't have all the time. And you've only watched Grey's Anatomy for like three months now, so you probably won't get to it. <laughs> probably not. We're only on episode five, maybe six now. Episode. <laughs> season that makes much more sense <laughs> we keep re-watching the same episode yeah. <laughs> every week daily um <laughs> um so part of me is like maybe maybe she's growing grapes maybe she's like has a little california winery um what do you think i don't i don't think anything i have no idea about her life i hope a giant slip and slide that she and her kids use constantly Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they are just making lots of those like little dinosaurs that you put in water and then they like hatch and plump up into big jiggly dinosaur creatures. Oh yeah. Um, so those are some of my hopes. But but for those, they just have to sit in water. You don't need to have like fresh water every day. But maybe they grow up better if they do. Yeah, but if you're a rich Hollywood person, you're like, no, fresh water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Here are some guesses from Gawker.com. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she could have been growing almonds, which is approximately 1.1 gallons per almond. Per almond. Per individual almond. That's why almond milk is killing us all. <sighs> Stupid almond milk. It's also not that good. No. Like, stop getting it. Uh, water balloon fight. Approximately <gasps> 69 ga- 0.69 gallons per balloon. 0.69 gallons per balloon? Yeah. Those are giant water balloons. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a link here. Everything else has a source. No, this one doesn't one have, does a have a source. <laughs> They're like just filling regular balloons full of water. Oh, it would hurt. <laughs> uh, ripping up Will Arnett's unsold scripts and flushing each piece individually, as many as seven gallons per flush. <laughs> Daily slip and slide. Oh my god! <laughs> Depends on the hose length, but maybe about eight hundred gallons an hour. Hey, it always depends on the hose length. Oh my god. Running a home laundry service called Wash and Pulled. Like fold. I get it, but I <laughs> it's cute. Her last name isn't Pulled. But Pollard? Yeah, Pollard? I don't I, I don't that joke doesn't work for me. Ugh, it works for me. I'm a bigger fan, obviously. Of bad puns? Yeah. Like, not even bad puns, sorry. Nonsensical puns? I love a good bad pun, but that's just it doesn't work. <sighs> Timing the sprinklers to go off when Will Arnett picks the kids up with the top down, about 12 gallons per minute. Refilling the pool with fresh water on the off chance today is the day Tina Fey was referring to when she said she'd come by one of these days. (laughs) Around 18,000 gallons, but totally worth it. Oh, that's my favorite one. Right? I just, I want to know. I want to know. Well, Ashley, it just may be one of those things in life that you will never know. I was hoping this list would include how much water it takes to open a winery. 
It's a good question. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. How much I, water is too much? What? I, I don't think you're going to be able to find out how much water does it take to open a winery. <laughs> I don't think that's a definitive answer. Let's find out if it's in the top little leg. It takes about six gallons of water to produce one gallon of wine, though figures vary by winery. That's not how much it takes to open one. But I just meant to make wine. Well, that's not what you said. Well, you're just being a jerk. Well, anyway, so. (laughs) That's what's on my mind right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm obsessed, but I bet it's a winery. No. Anyway, so Ashley. So Jarrett. What you watching? Slash reading. Slash listening. Slash what you putting in ya. Yeah. (laughs) You're unsatisfied. I don't know the order anymore. Well, just remember. I can't because I mess it up every time. So what are you, not going to repeat it. (laughs) What are you putting in ya? Okay, well I've got two. That's okay. Okay, great. Double ender. I was going to say, double penetration. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Uh, um, okay. So I'll start with the movie. So, and first off, I couldn't remember the name of this movie for the life of me. So, and there's a key part of this movie where, like, the someone, I don't really know who, but they're, like, doing, like, interviews with each person as the character in the movie about orgasms. So. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so I I googled lesbian movie about orgasms. That was a mistake. Oh. Because it's just porn. Oh, you, go- okay. you Google lesbian movie about orgasms and they're like lesbian orgasms. Um, and that was not right. Uh, but did I ever write down the actual name of this movie? You still don't know it after you searched. Well, you got lost in the porn. Oh, but I. Oh, it's called The Feels. It's. It's not a, it's not necessarily a movie that I would recommend. Like if I'm gonna, if people want good movies and good TV from us, then this movie is not good. <laughs> but if you want something just to like throw on while you're making some bread, and you kind of want to like chuckle and wonder at, I just assume, I just imagine someone making bread. Just... To this movie. Go ahead. Keep sorry. I didn't mean to stop that with your ridiculous um, suggestion there. Something where, like, it takes time, right? So you're okay, watching yeah. it while you're doing something. Like, yeah. Maybe a soup. Maybe, like, a homemade soup. I maybe a paper mache. <laughs> uh, so it's called The Feels. And it's about this, like, bachelorette weekend of two lesbians getting married. But they're doing it together at this cabin. Um... One of them has virtually no friends, so it's just, like, her sister and this weird friend she has from work mm-hmm. that she has come. And then the other one is, like, lots of friends. And so she has, like, four friends come. Um, and it's all messy. And, like, they almost break up because the whole thing was one of them has never had an orgasm. And on a night out, they all take MDMA. And she is like, this is where people find out I don't know a lot about drugs. She's flying high. Is that an appropriate term for MDMA? I don't know. Anyway, she's having a really, really good time. And she says, is this what an orgasm feels like? And that's when everyone finds out she's never had an orgasm. Which makes her partner feel like, we're getting married and I've never gotten you off. So it's this whole thing... Um, but you know what? It's kind of sweet because like relationships are complicated and honestly, sex is complicated. And if you're all, what we see of their sex life before this moment happens is that she's clearly doing the sex like for her partner, which like, I'm no sex expert, but I believe you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're giving yourself a little lack of credit there. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, but I believe that, like, if you if you orgasms can't be for the other person, it's for you. And like both people, I was raised to 
go into sex being like, if I'm not having fun, then I'm not interested. We both should be having fun. Sex is a fun thing. And like that, and not saying that that's the key to having an orgasm, like bodies are very complicated. So anyway, this movie is great (laughs) because it kind of makes you like consider that and and you feel really empathetic for this woman who, like, suddenly just exposed to strangers and her partner and her sister and, like, her friend that, like, an orgasm's never been a thing for her. And I think a lot of people identify, not a hope, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the numbers. You but hope not a lot of people, but I think. <laughs> I think a lot of people identify with that moment where you just kind of realize that. Sex is more than just for your partner? I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Is it a funny movie? It's like, got, how do they approach this? Moments. I'm trying to figure out from your explanation. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird movie. That's the thing. And I love weird indie movies. That's the thing. If you're going to know anything about me, it's that I will always pick the weirdest movie that I will, I will come across. Um, and this movie is weird. Very beautiful, makes me really want, like, it makes me imagine my bachelorette party, to be honest. Oh, yeah? Because, like, it was a perfect cabin experience. There was, there was a pool in this one, but still, like, lots of fun. Yeah, right? Uh, Good food, drinking. So now, like, because I'm part of the main planning for your bachelorette party, we Mm -hmm. need to make sure cabin, Mm -hmm. food, Mm -hmm. drinking, Mm -hmm. someone who's never had an orgasm. Yeah, the feels. <clears throat> lesbians. Lots of lesbians. Super fun. Because lesbians are fun. That's what I hear. Yeah. Uh, and it's sunny. It, it's also a good summer movie. It's so sunny. Oh. <laughs> so what's your second one? Taylor Swift released her new song. Mm-hmm. Called Me. With, um, is it Brandon Yuri From Panic the Disco? And I'm a, I used to be a huge Panic the Disco fan, so I should know if it's Brandon or Brendan, but... Anyway. I, I, I think I'm a bad gay. I haven't heard it. It's so good. I mean, but you're not a Taylor Swift gay. I like Shake It Off. Oh, so good. This, okay, then you should, I think you're going to like it. Let's play it. Let's, let's live action this. Let's get our feelings as we listen. Oh, God, I hope you like it. <laughs> I promise that you'll never find another like me. I know that I'm a handful, baby. Like it. I'm getting into the beat. It sounds to me like almost like a Kesha song. Like it's going into that more than what Taylor does. Which she always adapts a little. Her albums are always a little more, yeah. little, the pockets. Yes. Which is great. I love it. Oh. oh, I'm into it. Me too. No, I think that's great. Right? It's yeah, so I'm... good. Okay, so. A lot of people in the, like, internet universe... We're kind of hoping, I can't tell how serious they are, but there's a whole fandom that had hoped that this was her coming out song. Like a lesbian? Yes. And because there's this whole thing about her and Carly Kloss and how like, perhaps they're actually in a relationship, um, or they were, and that Taylor Swift's song Dress from her last album is actually about Carly Kloss. Um, I know, right? I, I see your face. It's a lot of eye rolling for those who can't see Jarrett's face, which is everyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, and I agree. It's a fun storyline to, like, give ourselves. There's this fan fiction that I read. I cannot find it anywhere. I have tried so hard. So, dear listeners, if you know what I'm talking about, please DM us a link. It's a fan fiction story about Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss owning this beautiful like farmhouse and having like I feel like there's like lemon trees or something 
And they, they have a difficult life because they're both always on the road. Carly's still a model. Taylor's a singer. Like, they're busy people. But this... Difficult life. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, I Respectful don't want to get up at 2 in the morning. Fair. Like, I actually... Um, and the whole other side conversation. But it's about how they, they struggle to find that time together regularly. But then this farmhouse is their, like, place of solace and... Where they get to love each other. And it's so sweet and it's great fan fiction. I want to read it again. It's so good. Anyway. (laughs) This is why I don't like that theory. Taylor Swift is very successful. I think she has spoken out in, not in favor, but in support of the LGBTQ LGBTQ plus community. And I think we're past the fucking point where you can live a closeted life and then come out and have everyone celebrate you. At this point, if she came out, I would honestly call her a coward. Mm. Which might be a little harsh. But that's, I, I, that's why I don't like that theory. Yeah. I don't think it's a true theory. Ten years ago, even, I'd be like, oh, yes, and then we'll embrace mm-hmm. her. But at this point, I'd be like, really, girl? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think it is what's happening. I think she actually just is a good ally. Um, and if she secretly licks some pussy on the side, that's fine. Yeah. And she doesn't need to gloat about it. But totally. then don't gloat about it. Yeah, totally. Um... Yeah. People were like, they're like, oh, because Brendan Urie identifies as um, pansexual and maybe she does. And she, people, people really stretched with this. So the same weekend that the song was released, she was at the NFL draft um, doing some stuff because like it was happening in, in Nashville where mm. she's from or it lives, I guess. I don't know. Um, and she was wearing this like really cute um, shorts suit. And people were like, it's the pansexual pride flag, but it's just like a rainbow outfit. She's like, I just did that. That was yeah. just, it happened. Um, people love reading into everything, though. Anyway, oh, yeah. fun song. It's a great song. Love it. I love fan theories. Don't think they're accurate. Um, although, the next like question is, like, is she about to marry her boyfriend? I think that's that theory is po- possible. Yeah, well, I possible. hope not. Why? Um, I just feel like that kind of comfort leads to less good music. Mm, I guess we'll see. We'll see. It's like well, why we're all now excited for Adele's new album. <laughs> Wait, are they broken up? Um, yeah. Oh. That's like kind of old news now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then. she left her, her, her and her husband are separated. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really old news, eh? Well, like three weeks. Oh, Sorry. Taylor's been on my radar. But going to be a good album. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Definitely. Great. That's exciting. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Fantastic. I'm glad love broke down. It's not... Separation doesn't mean that love breaks down. It just means that it got to a certain point and then it was time to move on. You're very right. <laughs> and that little, like, spin you just did there is a good chunk of why you're so charming. <laughs> so... What are you putting in you? I am... So today I started a podcast that was recommended to me by a good friend. And it is called Uncover the Village. It's a CBC podcast. uh, Created, produced, all the things pretty much by Justin Ling, an investigative journalist in Canada. And it is about the Bruce MacArthur killings (gasps) in Toronto. Oh my god. I've listened to three parts of, I think, seven, and it has people who knew the men who were killed talking about them. It talks to the women, the woman who owned the house that Bruce MacArthur buried a lot of their bodies. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Oh, well, you don't have to imagine. You can listen and... But exactly, right? Like, it's talking to these people, and it also delves in a little beyond Bruce MacArthur and to research um, more decades ago of gay killings to see if they link and to see how this kind of neglect by the police happened and has been perpetrated and he talks to a police officer who was part of unsolved gay murders from the 70s oh my god it is so fascinating i was listening to it walking outside today and anyone in vancouver today it was warm it was sunny and my entire walk i was filled with chills it, I had to hold back tears at point in the streets. This is one of the most powerful 
audio things mm. I have ever listened to, and I highly recommend it. It is. I I, I can't wait to get through it because it is. Oof. Yeah, it's hard to listen to at points. Yeah, like I feel I feel so passionately about the entire situation as it is. I can't even imagine like adding fire fuel to that fire. Um, but I want to. I am so into it. It makes me so angry. Um, yeah. When we talked about the, the murders before on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I would say what is different from me reading about them and us talking about them before, I think this podcast really brings... It, it, it fills you with the fear and like the helplessness that the community was feeling yeah. when all this was happening. Yeah. And that poor fucking woman who just had Bruce MacArthur as a gardener. And that gets her imagine. life turned upside down because yeah. there's like there's bodies in her yard. Like it is Justin Ling, this is an amazing piece of work and I Yeah. yeah you need you need to listen. Well, I'm pretty sure I I follow Justin Ling on like Twitter. Like I'm I when you said the name, I was like that's amazing. Oh yeah, he's a political like and yeah, so definitely. And so I was pretty you sure do. that I definitely yeah. Uh so I can't wait. I can't wait. I think I'll go home and start right away. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know if I want to go to bed to that, but... I wouldn't, yeah. No. Give yourself some peace, but... Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Wow, Uncover great recommendation. The Village. Do it. I cannot wait. What are you going to pick? Topics. Can we talk? So, Julie Chen Nunez recently had, was photographed with bandages wrapped around her head, clearly uh, going out and... Recovering from plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. No shame. I'm not trying to attack her here, but I think it brings up a hot topic of plastic surgery. Would you ever do it? Oh, I don't know if I would. I have always been kind of excited for, like, certain wrinkles. Um, like, with your hair, like, you lean, and you've said this before, you lean into aging. Yes. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, but... I think I would maybe consider a facelift. I just, I feel like I have like, and it's not, it's more, it's not even about aging as much as it is about like just face shape, which I guess is aging. Mm-hmm. But like as time goes on, I get more of this like under my like. Turkey neck. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have one, but that's. Well, I do. Well, I don't know. No, it's you not don't. even you turkey because I'm, I'm not a turkey. But... You don't. But if it goes extreme. Yeah. What we're talking about, and I have it too, so I'm not like attacking you. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. But I've always had like I have a I have a I guess a weak chin. So like I don't have a lot going on with like the lower part of my face. We both have and this has nothing to do with weight, because I've seen pictures of I think we both have like natural double chins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even at my like quote unquote smallest, like I still have this like Really round bottom to my... Because we don't have strong jawlines. Yeah. You have a very strong jawline. I... Okay. Yeah, I think you do. But still a little, like... <laughs> I got a little double chin. Like... Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I guess I see that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah. I would... And I want to embrace that, to be honest. Like, sorry, this is off topic of, like, of plastic surgery. I guess it's not, I think but... it's exactly on topic. Um... <laughs> I would love to embrace my chins and everything, but it just, like, I just... I don't know. I want to know what I look like if this was just higher, but like it's tight. Like it's not like it's like I can feel it and it's just such a really low whatever that muscle is or whatever it is. Yeah. See, I want to less embrace it and maybe brace it with like some (laughs) some fillers or I I think like a little, a slight facelift at 50. Mm. So it's subtle. It doesn't change your appearance too much, but just kind of like tightens it. I'm totally down with that. Um, I don't know if at this point in my life, if I was the same finances, it's what I would spend my money on. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think I could see it being a priority. Yeah. Um, the biggest one that I have said since I was a child that I would do is if I ever, knocking on wood here, go bald, I would get hair implants. 100%. What, have you Have you looked into it? Like, what would be your plan? My plan would be, well, first of all... Are you going to be a bandana person for a while? Oh, no. I would, like, need to go into hiding for six months. Okay. Like, I, can I work from home? Um, Like, just ask the woman that waxes my back. I got follicles for days that I can transplant. So I'm, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm good. I've got the equivalent of a kidney farm in terms of hair transplants back there. I can do it. 
and I would save up. I once told my uncle, who is bald, uh, that only lazy people are bald. Oh my god. Because at the end of the day, you can work hard, make money, and get hair transplants. Oh my god. And maybe I don't feel as strong nowadays. <laughs> like, I think, I think many people, a lot of guys, look really great bald. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones that lean into it. And shave or deal with their hair. Not the ones who try and cover it up with their hair. That's don't nev- do that. Never goes well. No. But people who lean into it is great. I don't think I would look good bald. I honestly can't imagine it. Right? I'm trying to like just imagine you with like no hair. You'd have I don't know. But I don't think you're gonna go bald. You've well, got a great hairline. I do you I measure it? One? No. Okay. That's I I have enough neurotic things about okay. me and my body. I don't need to start measuring my hairline. Great. I don't think you should. I'm sorry that um, I suggested it. No, no, don't be sorry, because I might start. Um then I'm but very yeah. sorry no. to start. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would definitely get hair transplants, seclude myself for six months, do whatever it takes. Yeah. Because once you do it, it's just, you got to get past the hedgehog look. Exactly. But because then it's like, there. Because you put it in and then some of your front ones will fall out. Yeah. Because like it looks unnatural yeah, and then it gets it. kind of a more natural hairline. Um, so it takes time, but yeah. And you know what? Okay. Overall though, do what you want to do. I don't think it's fair to shame anyone. For doing that. Agreed. Like, it's just, it's, whatever, whatever happens to your body is going to happen to your body. And if you want to look a certain way, that's fine. If it's not affecting your health, then that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand butt implants, but if you want them, good for you. Except for you, Madonna. Did she get butt implants? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. There's like some recent videos and she's like all of a sudden like Nicki Minaj butt. Interesting. I didn't even know, like, I didn't know butt implants were a thing until recently. They're relatively new, right? I can only imagine. It's so wild. I was just like, wow. Like, I look at images of these people who, with their, like, huge butts and their tiny, tiny, tiny waist, and I'm just like, wow, like, that's how they live their life. And I knew a girl in high school who had, like, a tiny waist and a huge butt. But... Then, then I find out butt implants are a thing, and I'm just like, oh, some people choose that life. So you think Carrie... they must get their pants tailored? Oh yeah, you gotta buy special pants. How do you get the waist up though? You have a huge zip, a uh, huge zipper. Fly? Oh my god! Right? You just stumbled upon a whole <laughs> more important hot topic. How do they put their pants on? <laughs> it must be, it must be a really large zipper, especially if like you're wearing like. Leather pants is up the back. As long as it can go down far mm-hmm. enough to go over your butt, and you have it, um, what's it called? Like pinned, but that's not the right word. Tapered. No. So tape, but like still, there's a certain word for it. Anyway, as long as it's like whatever it's called in the right spots for your butt, then I guess it works. <sighs> Who knew? Let's get them. <laughs> give him a give him a uh, give him a try, uh, but I don't think I would get plastic surgery. I would consider getting some Botox. I have this one wrinkle that, especially the more I talk or like when I'm getting really into something, I like really furrow my brow. And this is one really deep. I was wrinkle. gonna say I don't know what you're talking about, and then but I you totally see saw it, it once yeah. you said it. Yeah, but it's not. A, I don't consider that a wrinkle. No. That's just like, we all have wrinkles when we move our face certain ways. It's just ways. the one. It's just that it's, it's not only like you one. Have wrinkles. If it was on both sides of my eyebrow area, then I'd feel more okay with it. But it's just on one side. And it just bothers me that it's not like... It's not symmetrical? Yeah. And I know faces aren't symmetrical. Mine definitely isn't. But like, come on. The one thing, like, even if I would like, would want a facelift one day, I do like my laugh lines. Yeah, exactly. And I have like some severe That's what I never lines. want to lose. I love laugh lines and like I feel like I'm working really hard on them. Yeah. Well, we're laughing. Yeah. Lining. Yeah. That makes no sense. I would go for like intense facials. I feel like I have a very <sighs> porous face. So I, I would go for that sort of thing. That's not a plastic surgery. It's not though. plastic surgery, but it's definitely in the realm of like in intense facial things. I don't know. So Ashley wants an intense facial. Intense facial. Sorry, Mom. 
also trend update. Remember how we tried cheese tea? I do, I do. It was disgusting. <laughs> that was one of the most vile things we've done. Well, the funny thing about trends is that they evolve into a way. Remember how we were talking about how the companies that were talking about bringing cheese tea to North America were struggling with how to make it appetizing, even the name was unappetizing? Yeah, how to make it less disgusting. Well, Starbucks is trying. I, the other day, was about to order my, my Starbucks and discovered they had this, like, cold brew, um, salted cold foam drink. And I was like, salted cold foam? That's fucking cheese tea. So I ordered it. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's like, it's not cheese. And I was telling Jerrica about this. And I was like, it's not cheese and it's not tea. And I'm like, so it's not like, it's not quite the same. It's completely and different. And she said, it's not the same thing at all. And I said, no, it is. Because it's still, the whole point is that it's a thick foam, salted, on the top of this beverage. It's, it's, the whole point is, it's an Americanized version of this cheese tea so it's a i don't know exactly what a cold foam is compared to just like extra foam but it's i guess they just foam the milk when it's cold still perhaps i don't know um but it's nice and thick it's salted the cold brew itself they include some caramel in it so it's a little bit sweeter and so you have this like sweet salt combination still pretty good i do wish they would consider the foam on tea and i think i could request it but it's not gonna have the same i'm sure you could so you liked it i did i did, did like it and you thought it was I've reminiscent had it several times since. of cheese tea yes so you mentioned this i like you i'm a diligent podcaster for journalists mm-hmm. so i went to starbucks today <laughs> you got it they didn't have the salted version oh so i got a cold brew with cold foam okay and the texture was entirely different it was much more pleasant. It wasn't so thick. No, because there's no was. cheese in it. It's not cheese in it. So, so it's with not a little thick. bit of salt and caramel inside, to me, this was a very would be a very pleasant drink. Mm-hmm. Unlike cheese tea, which was a very unpleasant drink. Again, it's Americanized version. I don't know if it's an it's Americanized version so much as a good version. Ouch. Which is not usually how I would classify the term Americanized. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you tried it. And it's out of my comfort zone because me, dairy and coffee and me don't mix. Oh, right. Yeah. You just have black coffee. Yeah. I'm like a real trooper. Right. And I'm not going to lie to you in the audience. It didn't mix. No. Yeah, it tasted good, but no, it didn't. Aw. Wah, wah. It was not like reg- just regular milk. It did not do a body good. Hmm. Wah, wah. But I'm glad you liked it. And I do want to try the salted caramel version just to see if it's. Yeah. If it's good. Yeah, now I'm second guessing. Cause like, I do want to know what the cold foam is because it was made in a blender. Yeah. So when I first ordered it, I so I order via the Starbucks app because I just get my points. Via, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got to, I order it when I leave my apartment. It takes about 12 minutes to get to the nearest Starbucks. Got to that Starbucks and they were still discussing how to make it. So it was like the first it was available. So, but I did not watch how they made it because I didn't know it would be such a mystery. And the thing is, the foam does break down. There was another day when I ordered it, and it took me longer to get to my Starbucks than, like, normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the time I got there, it had all, like, dissipated into... All of it? Yeah, there was no foam at all. This morning, actually. I was very disappointed. See? Unlike cheese tea, which couldn't dissolve into tea if it wanted to save its own life. I didn't think it... I just don't think they made it work. Right. So, trend update. Last time we talked to you all, we talked about socks and sandals. And how terrible that is. Well, there's another sandal trend-ish that has me so excited. If you're 30s-ish, you're going to remember certain type of sandals. Especially if you're someone who wore high heels. Or platform shoes, even. So in the early 2000s, late 90s, there was a trend of platform slide sandals. So Steve Madden apparently was like the pioneer of this because they relaunched a bunch um, 
for Urban Outfitters. But I had a pair, two pairs actually, from Aldo that were amazing. I loved them. I can even remember, like, I can remember wearing them and I just, I imagine, I remember the feeling of wearing them. They had the perfect, like, rock in the shoe. So, like, when you were walking, it was very comfortable still. Um, and one pair was slightly higher than the other. And I remember wearing my khaki skirt with them. And I think I had like a, it wasn't Adidas, but like, like a track jacket and like Adidas ish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember the whole, my high ponytail. Ah, loved it. I love these shoes. So Steve Madden put out a relaunch of them with Urban Outfitters. They sold out by the time I even told you about them. Wow. Sent you a link. It was two days after they launched and they were already sold out. And I'm so, so like you. sad. Yes. Very comfy. My opinion on this is that I have no opinion other than if these bring you as much joy as is showing on your face, you need to find them now and not care if it's a trend, Ashley. You need to wear these all the time if this is how you feel. I should see if they're on eBay. Like the originals. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, probably really expensive. Have you ever looked up 90 stuff on eBay? I know, but I'm holding your hand right now Aww. and I saw your passion. You need to do this. <laughs> Thank you. I will look them up. Those are my wedding shoes. I don't have any yet. Yes! <laughs> like all the colors of the rainbow, so are the gays of the week. So my gay of the week this week is former member of parliament Bill Sixay. And I'm choosing him mostly because he came to mind because he was interviewed in the podcast that was referenced earlier. Bill Sixay was the first openly gay person to be elected for the first time. So that means like there were there were gay MPs before him, but they were all elected under the pretense that no one fully knew that about them. Mm-hmm. And then later got reelected once they came out. Bill Sixay was the first one to running the first time saying, I'm gay. And that's, I think, a cool slice of history for him. Mm -hmm. He was a constant advocate for refugee communities, for the LGBTQ community. The legislation that passed in Canada that gave um, full rights to trans people was something that he pushed through the House several times, unfortunately to no avail while he was there. But that legislation became law uh, the term after he wasn't an MP. And I think he's one of those really unsung heroes that we don't hear about. He's not a Sven Robinson. He's not one of those big name people that get talked about a lot. But I think he's a really important part of especially our political queer history. And personally, Bill Sixay was the first politician I ever got involved in supporting. He was the first one I volunteered for. It was my entrance into politics, and he was a mentor to me. His husband eventually married Zach and I at our wedding, because he's a United Church minister. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, Uh. and that is the only reason I would ever get married by a man of God. And yeah, I'm not a religious person. I never thought that would happen, but my relationship with him and his husband made that important to me. And a side note sitting down with a pre, um, a minister and saying, you can't mention the word God at my wedding while you marry us. A little awkward, but <laughs> he followed through. And I just want to, yeah, celebrate him because he came to mind recently. He's an important person in my life and I think a super important person in Canada's queer political history that does not get a lot of fanfare because I think that is Bill. And he doesn't elicit a lot of fanfare. He doesn't go for the glory but his history and his story is there. So he is my gay of the week. That's awesome. My gay of the week is Oscar Wilde. Uh, and I had, if you follow us on Instagram, on the Gay Best Friends podcast Instagram, I did post one of his quotes last time he was um, in the Quist app, which I still recommend you download because I check it every day and it's been very interesting. So on this day in 1895... He was on trial for the second time in that year um, for this one was accusing him of sodomy and gross indecency. And the reason Hot. 
<laughs> right? Sorry. The reason that I decided to go ahead and, and make my queer of the week is just because when you read his quotes from these trials, it just makes you so proud to be queer. I I read it and I hope every gay kid, every questioning kid, everyone who's anyone who's ever wondering if it's okay to be queer, I hope they see these quotes and they feel they feel like they are loved and they are allowed to love the way they want to love. So, on the stand, Wilde describes his crime. It is in this century misunderstood, so much misunderstood that it may be described as the love that dare not speak its name, and on that account of it, I am placed where I am now. It is beautiful. It is fine. It is the noblest form of affection. He was found guilty of sodomy and gross indecency on May 25th, 1895. That's wild. That's Oscar Wilde. (laughs) I'm a big fan. Um, I was doing quick research and I just like all of my favorite quotes come from him. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just recommend reading up on on his trials and a bit of his his queer history. Well, with no shade to either of us, that was your white cis male gave the week. <laughs> There was so much energy between us this week. We, we were clearly pent up from not talking. <laughs> like you, I, we, I could feel it. We barely even messaged. This is the first time in a podcast I have just reached over and grabbed your hands. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. I But it's just <laughs> what I felt. I just I had to get there. <sighs> it was good. But... We've talked about our new circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think we both agree just for... Logistics and quality. The reality of the situation is... In support of bisexuality awareness, we need to announce that we are now... Bi-weekly. And you know what? There may be an episode here or there where we are weekly. We get in there. But we will at least be there once every two weeks for you. So this was our bi-weekly fill. And I hope it filled you up. And if you are overflowing and need to get in touch with us, you can always email us at gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and direct message us there as well, gaybestfriendspodcast. It's also a good place to see where we try to keep in touch with you throughout the week. Uh, I I post a lot of random shit in there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Me too. And before we go today, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm gonna hold your hand again. Let's do it. It was nice. It was really nice. Ooh, Ooh. your hands are very soft. Oh, thank Office you. Office jobs. <laughs> I'm not a laborer. No. <laughs> um. Well, just picture that we're holding hands with all of you. Mm. And until next time. Bye, bye besties. besties.